it's really exciting to see people realize what's possible because a lot of times, like if you don't know anybody who's ever lived abroad, if you, you're not in that community, like a lot of times you don't, you don't know what you could do until somebody looks at your skills and says, mm-hmm. why don't you just try this? Hi, my name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week, I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I did it. And what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe, and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hello, hello. My name is Kara and welcome back to episode 36 of the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Today's guest has spent the last decade traveling and working abroad and now makes a living teaching others how to do the same. Rochelle Gamlin shares the story of how a bad experience teaching abroad in China inspired her to design a course and a coaching program that helps people avoid the same mistakes she made. However, just like her first year in China wasn't smooth sailing, Rochelle's journey as an entrepreneur has come with its ups and downs. She is super transparent about the many challenges that she's faced. Despite receiving an overwhelming amount of emails with questions about moving abroad and working in China, her first program was pretty much met by crickets. And it wasn't until she implemented this really surprising sales funnel strategy that suddenly the number of engaged paying clients began to skyrocket. And honestly, I was shocked when she told me what that strategy was. Rochelle is a bundle of energy and lots of laughs, but also super honest and down to earth about how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur paving your own way. Not only will you take away some really ingenious advice on how to create a successful sales funnel, but also you'll definitely feel inspired after hearing Rochelle's story because she's proof that if you never give up and you dedicate your energy to what you're most passionate about, good things are bound to happen. Lastly, for full transparency, after learning all about her incredible program called the Move Abroad Escape Plan Bootcamp, I was super happy to accept her offer to become an affiliate for it. So if after hearing Rochelle's story, you're feeling inspired to move abroad and you want to support me as an affiliate partner, then I highly encourage you to click through the link in the show notes. I would only ever be an affiliate for programs that I genuinely believe offer great value. And this is certainly one of them. However, even more importantly, I just hope you enjoyed today's episode. Rochelle really has a fantastic story to share. And the business insights that she offers are both fascinating and enlightening. So without further ado, here is Rochelle Gamlin, the Move Abroad Coach. All right. Hello, Rochelle. Welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Happy to have you here today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to hear your story because you, from what I've read, from what I've seen, you lead just this really fascinating life. You've lived in so many different places. You've built an incredible independent career for yourself. Uh, so let's hear how you've done it. You know, first, where did you come from? How did you get into travel? And what are you doing today? Oh, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from um, Seattle area, Seattle, Washington, in the US. And I, Got to travel a little bit growing up with my family, which was really great. But I always kind of was interested in, um, I guess, the destinations that not everybody uh, is always interested in. So um, growing up, I was obsessed with like ancient Egypt and ancient China. And then, you know, I studied international relations in college. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to study abroad in China. So I learned Chinese, studied abroad in China, which the Chinese learning Mandarin was very difficult. Um, (laughs) And uh, yes, I studied abroad in China for spring and summer. 
And then when I came back to the U.S., I thought, you know, I'm not done yet, right? Like I still, I still wanted to live abroad and travel for another year or two before I came back and settled down and got the job and the house or apartment, like pick a fence and all that. So I thought, you know, now is kind of the perfect time. I don't really have, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have furniture. I don't have a car. Like I don't have a job. So I'm just going to go. And the best way I could figure out how to do that way back in, what was it, 2013, um, was to teach abroad in China because I wanted to move back to China. And so I decided to teach abroad in China for a year, maximum two, ended up living there for five years. (laughs) Then uh, I wanted to try the sort of location independent lifestyle and work for myself. Um, so I left my job in China, but I finally got like a good cushy job in China, but I left that after two years and I was able to live in Vietnam, Tanzania, Australia, my, my husband, my now husband is Australian. And, uh, now we live in Tbilisi, Georgia for the last, I guess, two years, over two and a half years. (laughs) That's amazing. We actually have a somewhat similar story, different regions that we went to, but I studied abroad in college. I studied abroad in Italy for a year, fell in love with it. When I graduated, bought a backpack and a one-way ticket and spent seven months traveling around Europe. And it was supposed to be a kind of one-time thing. And then it turned into every year I would save for six months travel for six months. Now I've worked and travel for over 10 years and I live in London. I've been in London for the last seven years. So uh, it's funny how those, especially study abroad experiences, it seems to really give people the bug, the the energy to, to make it more of a lifestyle. And especially for me, like, I, I don't know about your study abroad experience. Mine was pretty intense. Like it was a language intensive program. So I had like three hours of Chinese class a day and daily quizzes that were really difficult. And I wasn't allowed to speak English for like a portion of the day. And so I was like, I want to go back and have my fun China year and be, you know, and just explore and have you know, be, be outside the classroom a little bit more. I mean, granted, I was teaching, so I was in the classroom a lot. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, my first year was not, I, I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard this story or not, but my first year was not very good <laughs> teaching abroad in China. So uh, I went on a teach abroad program and they promised a lot of things that didn't come true. And we can get into it in this podcast if you're interested. But yeah, um, let's hear my it. first yeah. year was like a total disaster. Yeah. So I, I decided because I, I love my study abroad program. And I thought like, okay, you know, I'll do the same thing, but a teach abroad program and it'll be great and I'll make friends and I won't be by myself. So um, there's this teach abroad program that my old study abroad company recommended and my university recommended and it was in D.C., and I went to college in DC. So I even got to go interview in person and they had this fancy office. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like the pay is a little bit low, but I get to be placed with other teachers. So I'm not going to be back, be on my own. They promised orientation, excursions, language classes. Um, they were going to get me my TEFL certification, uh, which you need to teach abroad legally in most countries. You didn't know what that was. Um, and <laughs> So uh, I was under the impression that TEFLs were $3,000 and things like that. So I was like, oh, this is such a good deal. They were going to pay for my flights, pay for my housing. And I thought, well, this is, this is perfect. I don't have, I'm recent college graduate. I don't have any money. So like, I'll just go and do that and have my fun China year. And then I'll come back to the U.S. and get, you know, an office job or something like that. And so things were quite disorganized, but I just played it cool. And I said, you know what? It's China. You know, I'd been to China before, so I was like, that, this is just how it is. Like, everything's fine. Uh, I get placed in a city that was not on my preferences sheet at all. And I'm like, oh, well, it's fine, you know. And I knew they weren't really taking our preferences into consideration because I was one of the very first people to be placed. So all I right. was like, hmm, all right, but it's fine. <laughs> like, Ningbo is, looks cool. I'll go there. It's it's okay. And then I find out that I'm at a school by myself. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, I speak Mandarin. I'll make Chinese friends. And then I've got my other friends in the city for after class. Like, I kept seeing all these red flags and I kept ignoring them. <laughs> and <laughs> then uh, I actually went to China early because 
I just was ready to go. So I went, <laughs> I just went and lived in China and traveled around for two months before this program started. And uh, I was waiting for them to send me the visa documents. And I was waiting and I was waiting and I'm like, the orientation's about to start. Where are my visa documents? I'm in Hong Kong right now to apply for my visa. Where are they? And I had to eventually just start working on a tourist visa because nobody could give me an answer about why they couldn't send me the documents. Half the people in the program were arrived on time and were working on tourist and business visas. The other half refused and did an orientation in October instead of August. It was like a total mess. I eventually show up at my school. I'm on a factory line highway in the middle of nowhere where I'm the only non-Chinese person for miles. (laughs) And I speak Mandarin. But that's there's like a local dialect, so it was really hard for me to communicate with people. I was the only foreign teacher the school had ever had, and I taught 1,000 students <laughs> all by myself, and uh, I was super underpaid. <laughs> and when I contacted the program, it was like, this isn't what you promised me. They basically didn't care and told my school that I wanted to leave. And then when I started looking into my contract that I signed that I thought was standardized, uh, I realized that if I wanted to leave early, I could owe my school a certain amount of money. And when I did the math, it was eight thousand US dollars, which was my entire salary for the entire year. And then eventually, when I did get my visa, I realized that the school on my visa was not the school that I was actually working for, and the school that I was working for wasn't legally allowed to hire foreign teachers. And uh, one of my friends on this program, she was in the all of us in the city were in the same position, or at least half of us. And uh, the government found out and deported her. <laughs> and oh my gosh. The versions never happened. The language classes never happened. And uh, that's actually what inspired me to start coaching people on moving abroad because I met so many people that actually had good jobs and were really enjoying their experience. And I was like, all of these companies are preying off of people who don't know any better and who want that support and that guidance. And it was just so frustrating to, you know, eventually I did, I got a good job in China. Like I was making four times the salary and my own private office and like all this stuff. And I kept looking at people who were reading my travel blog and asking me questions about moving to China. And and I kept hearing their experiences, which some of, some, some of their experiences were far worse than mine. And I got, it made me so (laughs) angry. (laughs) And I was just like, there's something that needs to be done here because this is not okay. And, you know, it's not that this company went out to be a scam or anything like that. Like they didn't take money from us and run or anything. Like I didn't pay them anything. But at the same time, they're prioritizing their own bottom line and just doing a poor job. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, people should be able to move abroad and have an incredible experience the first time around. And you shouldn't have to suffer through this horrible first year in order to in order to have a good experience wow what a story that sounds very intense and especially at such a young age being one of the first times that you're living abroad completely independently for all of that to be thrown your way I can't see why it would be give you inspiration to to want to help others so let's hear about what you're yeah what, what you're doing now when did you start it uh get into it Sure. Yeah. So right now I coach people on how to move abroad. So I have um, like a boot camp that I run. I also have uh, various like programs, like I have a group coaching program and an online course. I have a lot of stuff going on. But um, it started back when I was working at an office job in um, China. I was a college counselor. So I helped Chinese students apply to American universities And um, I was writing a travel blog. It started as a study abroad blog, like a really, really bad one. And then eventually (laughs) morphed into a travel blog. And so I was writing about my experience. And I started getting lots of comments, lots of emails from people asking for help. And it got to the point where I was actually afraid of my email. Like it was out (laughs) of control. It was like I had three full-time jobs. I had, you know, my college counseling job. I had blogging and social media, which is job in and of itself. And then I had my email, which I was just (laughs) completely scared of. And of course, I wasn't getting paid to respond to people's emails. I was just doing it because I wanted to help. But it got really out of control. So I started creating resources like free, you know, email mini course and like free guides and this and that. But it was the the more that I wrote, the more emails I got. 
And at least they were a little more specific, but I was like, this is out of control. Like I've got to do something. And this about this time where I started looking into creating an online course. And I thought, you know, if I could just point everybody in the direction of this online course, then, you know, at least I could take some of these emails off my plate. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I had this desire to work for myself. You know, I felt kind of stuck in this office environment where I had to be there every single, you know, five, sometimes six days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I, you know, I was getting invited to go to like conferences and on press trips and I couldn't go because I had this office job. And so I, and I wanted to, you know, try being location independent. So I thought, you know, this is the perfect time. I'll, I'll take my blog full time and I will create an online course that helps people teach abroad in China. Because at that point, I've been living there for five years. And so I was like, okay, this, this is what I'll do. So, um, so I, yeah, I created an online course that helps people teach abroad in China. And then um, COVID happened. So that was great. I really had like a whole yeah so I was helping people move to China and my husband was helping people he worked for a safari company in Tanzania and so we both were just really out of luck overnight pretty much (laughs) me first him him quickly after so uh I really had to kind of reassess like I had a whole crisis I was like I don't know what I want to do you know I was just trying to make money however I could like I was interviewing Chinese kids for their college admissions applications and teaching English, became a social media manager. Like I was just taking whatever money people would give me, basically. So I had to kind of really sit down and think, okay, what what do I want? What do I want to do? And while I did enjoy helping people move to China, I hadn't lived in China for a few years at this point. And I always felt like, the program that I designed was off. Like it wasn't 100% my passion. I built the thing that I thought that I needed to build because that's what people were asking me for. But I'll be honest, it wasn't that successful. Like I was never able to get a full-time income from it. And some of the launches and things that I did just broke even. And I'm like, are you kidding me? The second that my email was so full and you all came to me and you asked me for this and I created it and, uh, and it just, it really, I mean, people joined, but it just wasn't, it wasn't able to support me and I really wanted to be there to help people, but it just, I think it was a blessing in disguise because it wasn't what I really wanted to do. Um, and I got really sucked into analyzing a lot of contracts and, you know, working with recruiters to get people jobs. And it, it just wasn't my passion. So I had to really sit down over the course of like 2020, beginning of 2021 and say, well, what do I really want to do? And so I, I decided that what I really love is helping people who feel stuck in their lives right now, like achieve that dream of moving to another country of that freedom and that flexibility. And I added a lot of like mindset stuff and overcoming fears and, and talking with people and getting people on board. In addition to all the practical stuff, like visas and and finding a, you know, a job and all that kind of thing. But really sort of, I realized through my China program that there was this whole other component that I wasn't addressing, which was the fears that come when you're moving to another country. So um, I'm really, really enjoying what I'm doing now. And I think, I don't want to say I'm glad COVID happened because that's a weird thing to say, but (laughs) I'm glad everything and I'm glad my business fell apart. But I I am like, I think it is really good that I had that experience because it allowed me to create something that's much more aligned to what I actually want to be doing. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such a good way to take advantage of a really difficult situation. So your program You've got the escape plan boot camp. Is that your program or is that like the initial program that maybe leads into something else? Yeah. So right now this is the initial program that can lead to something else. So I do the every few months I do this live boot camp called the Move Abroad Escape Plan Boot Camp. And so what we do is we take this fluffy dream of, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could live abroad someday into an actual tangible plan. So we decide um, it's four days long and we meet every day for an hour and we decide, okay, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Where do you want to move? What type of job are you going to get? 
And then like, how do we put this all together and implement it? So it really kind of, it's designed to sort of the first step, right? Give you a concrete plan of what you want to do and make sure that it all makes sense together. Are you doing that one-on-one or is that with a, a group? This isn't a big group. So okay. this is um, like, yeah, a big boot camp that I'll throw. Last time I had 100 people join. Um, so it's really fun. Like we've got a Facebook group and everybody's in there like helping one another. And it's it's cool because you'll get to meet people who might want to move to the country that you want to move to and stuff like that. And then we have like after the four days, I bring on, you know, some guest speakers and I do some extra training on why I don't like move abroad programs and <laughs> like on moving abroad with pets and, you know, health insurance and that kind of thing. Um, and then at the end, I do welcome people who want to work with me um, more in depth for a longer period of time. Um, so I have my program called the Freedom Life. And so I have the Freedom Life Accelerator, which is a six week group coaching program. So that really takes you through all of the other steps, right? Like, okay, now you've decided (laughs) what you want to do. Okay, let's implement this together. Like, let's make sure, let's get you started applying to jobs. Let's start researching the visa. How do you, um, you know, do destination research on every single country that you could possibly ever want to move to? Like, where do you find the information? And then also the mindset component of, you know, addressing the the fears and like self-sabotaging behaviors and what happens when like a, a challenge pops up and your first instinct is, well, this is too hard. I'm just, I'll, I'll just put it to the side for a few months and apply again in another or try again in another year. So we really work through all of that. And then for the people, you know, after that program, I also have a membership as well. So people can keep getting advice from me from then until they actually move abroad. So there are lots of different ways that people can work with me. The Move Abroad Escape Plan Bootcamp is kind of like my fun, like big kind of intro workshop that we do, that I do once every few months. I love that. It's such a clever funnel of a good way to cast a wide net of people who are maybe just thinking about it. And then once they take that program, they can think, you know, I am really serious. I want to move forward with this. Or actually, maybe there are some components of living abroad that I'm not that keen on. So maybe it's not for me. So you get, you are educating, informing people, but also helping to guide people towards you who would really benefit from your more intensive teaching or coaching. Exactly. And I have so many people tell me that they said when they came to my, you know, boot camp, they weren't sure if they actually could move abroad. And they weren't sure what their options were. And then after the boot camp, they realized like, okay, not only can I move abroad, but I can move to this country I'm really excited about and do a job that I never even knew could be possible for me. Like, for example, I had someone who told me that he thought the only way that he could move abroad was to teach English in China, because that's just what kept getting pushed on him, basically, from everyone that he talked to. And uh, he was like, but here's the thing, I don't want to teach English, and I don't want to move to China. And I said, well, don't, <laughs> don't teach English in China, then. <laughs> but uh, we, we, um, you know, we worked together, he ended up joining my, you know, my Freedom Life Accelerator and everything like that. And we, we worked together to create this plan, where, you know, he's going to move to Mexico at first, and then Spain after on their new digital nomad visa. And he is going to become a freelance artist on Upwork doing character art for um, like children's books and RPGs and things like that, uh, while building his comic book business that he's always dreamed of building ever since college. So we managed to find a way, and this was even during the boot camp, we managed to find a way that he could live abroad in a country he was excited about, or countries he's excited about, and make ends meet and do something that he's passionate about. Um, you know, because he kind of had put his art dreams to the side, like he majored in art in college, and was, you know, a manager at a a store in the mall, because he couldn't get he couldn't get his art career off the ground. But he's already got two Upwork clients, he's leading an art summer camp this summer, he's he's already bought the domain for his for his comic book business. And that was all just in a matter of like six weeks. So um, it's really exciting to see people realize what's possible. Because a lot of times, like if you don't know anybody who's ever lived abroad, if you, you're not in that community, like a lot of times you don't, you don't know what you could do until somebody looks at your skills and says, mm-hmm. why don't you just try this? 
So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And it's such a good time to be doing that because so many one remote working is more popular than ever. Companies are, you know, encouraging remote working. And also so many countries are introducing visas for remote workers. So your options are definitely not limited to just teaching English in China. There are so many different things, but because it's changing so quickly, it's it is helpful to have someone say, hey, did you know about this particular visa that's just come out for Portugal or for Spain or whatever country? Uh, maybe you should consider applying there. Yeah, it's incredible. I think that's one of the like few silver linings of COVID is the number of digital nomad visas or long-term tourist visas that are available. And then also um, the number of remote jobs now that are available. <laughs> uh, and you have so many companies that are willing to you know, be flexible and that have completely transitioned to remote. You have you know, a lot of people who are more comfortable managing themselves and working online. So, so it's been really great. And I'm shocked by the amount of digital nomad visas that just keep popping up. It's so exciting. And it's every, every um, you know, every time I run a new program, I have to double check and make sure there aren't any new ones. Uh, and there always are. There are always new ones. You know, I think Spain and Italy are the two newest. They're not quite as. Spain's going to release more information over the summer. Italy, we'll see how long that takes. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to take. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's been really exciting to see that. And like, uh, you know, I can use Georgia as an example where I live now. If you are vaccinated, you can live here for a year visa free and you can work here remotely. Uh, it's just if you stay here for six months or more, you need to pay taxes, but it's only 1% of your income. So wow. it, yeah, it's great. So, uh, so yeah, it's, um, and all you need to do to renew it is just enter and exit, like just leave and come back in and you get it. <laughs> so, um, my husband and I came here with the intention of staying for three or four months and COVID happened. And now we have been here since January, 2020. So <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah, there just are so many different places. It's, it's very exciting as someone who, yeah, n now lives abroad, has always been passionate about travel. It's just such a interesting time. And there's just so many opportunities. You've, you've used the word coaching quite a bit and Travel coaching is a concept that I is fairly new to me. I had someone, um, a girl named Janina, uh, I'm going to butcher her last name, Geneva Lutomsky. She was lovely. She's a travel coach. Uh, she has a business called Unwrap Your Map. And she was the first person, she was a guest on episode 20. And she was the first person to introduce that concept to me. And I was just curious of, do you consider yourself a travel coach? And if you do, what does it mean to be a travel coach? How is it different from travel planning? You've kind of alluded to some of the skill sets um, and how they're unique, but I'd love if you could illuminate a bit more on that. Yeah, sure. So I actually, um, I'm in the middle of rebranding myself to uh, <laughs> the move abroad coach or move abroad coach. Um, so I've already done it on all my social media and I have to transition my website as well, because that's like a whole thing um, that I need to do. Uh, but yeah, my brand used to be Adventures Around Asia, which worked really well when I was a travel blogger or like teach abroad slash study abroad blogger. And I lived in Asia. And yes, like Georgia is, could technically be considered in Asia, but really culturally they identify more with Europe. So that wasn't working. And I help people move abroad anywhere, not just to Asia. So the whole thing was just not working. Um, so <laughs> I've uh, like on socials, I'm already move abroad coach. So I would probably not consider myself a travel coach, but I do consider myself a move abroad coach. And so I'm trying to remember the whole of your question. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think for me, you know, I started out wanting to set it and forget it with an online course and just a Facebook group and be like, here you go. Here's all the information. And then like, here's a Facebook group if you've got questions and then focus on my blog. Like that's kind of was what I was just going to use it as like a side income to like point people towards that emailed me all the time, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, and through my experience, um, you know, working with the, the group that wanted to, my program to teach abroad in China, I realized that there was a lot more to it than just let me give you information. You know, there's so many things that pop up, so many limiting beliefs and like self-sabotage and fears. 
and, you know, roadblocks and challenges that pop up. And a lot of the people, you know, in my, not a lot, but there were definitely people in my program who invested and then just decided like, oh, this one thing happened. Now I can't move abroad anymore. And so I've realized that coaching people through these things is very important because yes, some people can take an online course and then go implement it and it's fine. Uh, And if that's the case, like I do have like an online course for people who want to move abroad and you could just purchase that and do it yourself. And if if you can do that, that's great. But I've realized it does not work for the majority of people, you know, and there are a lot of challenges that constantly pop up for people. And I've realized that getting on a call with somebody to really work through those, those issues, like whatever they might be. Um, you know, if you're struggling to find a good remote job and you've been sending out all these applications and you're like, I can't find a job, I'm just not going to go, or I'm going to just put it aside and come back to it. And then it's been three years and you're still not abroad. So I found that I need to, in a lot of my coaching calls, you know, pause and say, okay, if this is the case, don't withdraw. Like now is the time when we lean in and we're not going to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Let's you know, like, let's, you know, get your resume, like, professionally done. Like, let's, you know, so I've now, like, I've brought in um, an Upwork expert and a remote career coach expert to do calls and things like that, just because I realized, like, they need, they need more coaches than just me. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think the, that coaching in regards to this is really, really beneficial, because, sometimes the information is just not enough. And if all you needed was information, you can find a lot of it on Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And one of the things actually we talked about in that uh, episode with Geneva is in this day and age, sometimes the quantity of information that's now available makes it all the more difficult because on one hand, you think we've got access to everything now. It should be simpler to figure things things out. And maybe it is in a sense, but also to decipher what is right, what you should, who you should listen to. It's really hard with the vast amount of stuff that's out there. That's definitely true. And when I first moved abroad to China, there wasn't enough information. Like I remember I was reading a book from like 2005, like this was back when <laughs> YouTube is just like silly videos. And I just, there was just not enough information basically. But then Somehow over the last 10 years, things changed and now there's too much. And I've definitely found that the information overload is a huge problem because you're like, I don't know who to trust. I don't know what's right and what's wrong, what sources I should pay attention to. So um, I think that's part of the reason why you know the online course format is great because you can be like, here's all the information you need with no extra information. And it's all step by step in one place to make it easy for you. So if you're busy, if you've been like, if you're, if you're busy working, like we're all busy, right? I don't have time to spend like countless weeks sifting through blog posts from like 2013. Uh, And then a lot of what I do as well in my freedom life program is teach people, okay, here's how to research. (laughs) I'm like, here's how to find the answer to any question that you could ever possibly want the answer to. Here's how to figure out, like I teach people how to use expat Facebook groups or digital nomad Facebook groups for your location um, and use the search, search function to find all the answers from people who actually live in that destination right now. Um, Or like I teach people how to find the visa information from reputable sources so you're not like, yes, tra- I was a travel blogger for quite a long time. Like there can be really good stuff in there, but sometimes it's not always up to date. And if you're looking mm-hmm. at visa documents, you probably need to go to the official <laughs> website um, or like an immigration you know, website or stuff like that. So I, I actually teach people how to do it. So even if, you know, you come to me and say, I want to move to Spain, but then three months down the line, you've decided you've changed your mind and you actually want to move to... I don't know, Japan, whatever, you can, uh, you know how to find all that information, no matter what country you're moving to. Because it, it's a lot. It can be very overwhelming and time consuming. That's great. So it sounds like it's really a mix of one coaching on mindset, then also coaching or teaching practical skills, and then also just giving practical tips or advice on how something is done, where to find something. 
So you're really empowering people to look after themselves once they kind of build up the mental courage to, to, to make that move. Exactly. And I think the part of the reason why I like to do it that way is because, you know, when I first moved to China, like to teach abroad, I trusted that program because, you know, I didn't want to, I was scared to do it on my own. And so I thought it would be so much better and easier if I had this program and this company that was looking out for me. And so because I didn't have the confidence to do it on my own, I ended up trusting this company that I shouldn't have trusted. Uh, and so I just kept thinking back to, man, if I had just done it myself, I could have gotten a job with three times the salary at least. And uh, in, the, in my boot camp, I actually break down the math. It's about how I could have made an extra seven grand or 14 grand. It was very, very sad <laughs> when I do the math. I'm like, oh, man. Um, but then I could have been in the city that I wanted to be in. You know, I, I just think about all those things. Where I'm like, if I had just had the confidence to do it on my own, I I wouldn't have signed that contract. I, I could have had a way higher salary. I could have been exactly where I wanted to be because who has my own best interests at heart? Me. I don't have any ulterior motives about myself. So um, that's what I like to do is teach is give people the confidence to do it on their own so that they don't need me anymore. You know, I I want you, you know, at the end of whatever the six weeks, or, you know, if you want to stay in the membership until you actually move abroad, so you can get your questions answered whenever they pop up and stuff like that. I just want you to feel confident to be able to live wherever you want to live and do whatever kind of job or have whatever lifestyle that you want and not need to rely on other people or other companies who might have ulterior motives um, to, you know, get you to teach abroad in China because they get this huge commission or whatever it is. You know, I want you to be able to feel comfortable and confident and empowered to go after the lifestyle that you want. And a lot of what we do is like a lot of what I do in my six week coaching program is I tell people if you get there and you don't like it, you can change. And I think <laughs> this is something that, that a lot of people are like, wait, what? I'm like, if you move to Portugal and you get there and it's not exactly what you wanted 100%, you can move somewhere else. So I want to give you the skills. So if you get there and you're like, this isn't exactly what I want, you can try something else. And like, I've tried a lot of different things. I taught abroad and had an office job and got my master's degree in China. And then I was location independent. I've tried all these different countries. No country that I've lived in has been perfect. Each one, I'm just figuring out new things about what I like and what I don't like and what I want and what I don't want until I eventually find something that's the right fit for me. But I think there's this fear of like, once I move abroad, I just need to stay in that country and that lifestyle and I can't change. Like, you can change. <laughs> you can move somewhere else if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The world is your oyster. I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you've been marketing your program because I first learned about the Escape Plan Bootcamp. I had a, I saw an, a Facebook uh, ad that was targeted to me and thought, oh, that looks interesting. And then Adventurous Kate was promoting it. And she's a blogger that I've followed for a long time and trust. So I was like, okay, if she's endorsing it, this must be legit. And (laughs) checked it out, looked amazing, loved your landing page, and then got in touch with you. So I'm just curious, what marketing strategies have you been using and what has worked best for you? Sure. And and I'll be the first to admit, like I struggled for quite a while with the China program and with the Freedom Life as well, just because I was still figuring things out. And I was like, I know I know my stuff is good. I just need to get, I just need people to find me. Um, so I really tried for quite a while with organic, like social media, but I was struggling and struggling to get people to sign up. I was doing webinars, like just like a two hour, sometimes three hour retraining. And I might get a hundred people to show up, but then only like 20 would come live and a lot of them weren't my ideal person to join my program and people just didn't know me. And I tried Facebook ads and I struggled and wasted tons of money. And I was just really struggling to the point where about like seven or eight months ago, I almost quit. Like I almost was just like, this is too much. I'm tired. I'm broke. I'm just going to teach at a university in South Korea or something and make good money because this is too much. And I, yeah, I was exhausted and COVID was really hard as well with all of that. 
Um, and it wasn't until I found Jill and Josh Stanton. They, they used to run Screw the 9 to 5. They've rebranded as Wealthy Course Creator. And so I joined there. I went to one masterclass and was like, I'm not going to join the program. I'm just going to go because I've seen their ads forever. I'm like, I'm just going to go. And I went and I was like, I need to join their program. And so <laughs> it was quite an investment, like the most I ever spent on myself aside from like university degrees. But um, they taught me how to do, they call it the paid launch formula. So they were saying to me, the reason you are struggling is because you keep offering these free things and people don't value them. They don't take them seriously. They haven't invested. So they just they're like, oh, I'll just go to the next one, whatever. And I would see, I would see the same people again and again signing up for them and not showing up or, you know, not taking it seriously. And they're still in the same exact place. So their whole thing is put on a boot camp or a workshop that is amazing, but charge $37 for it or something around there. And make sure that what you deliver is worth 300 something dollars at least. Like make sure it's worth well over what you're charging. But the fact that you're charging something means that people are taking it seriously. It means that people show up. And the first time I ran my boot camp, I had 40 people sign up and I was very, very nervous because I'd had so many really bad launches in the past that I was like, oh my gosh, I really hope it's going to go well. But people showed up and participated in the, and they joined the Facebook group and participated and came to the calls and people had breakthroughs. And the first day I started crying because I was like, oh, finally. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then the second time I did it, I had a hundred people sign up and like 80 something of them joined the Facebook group and 50 something were showing up live to calls. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually working. And it's because like, I yes, I threw this awesome event, but just by charging that small amount, people were invested. They were getting their money's worth. They were messaging me saying, how do I get my members portal to see the replays? Cause I paid. And I'm like, well, here you go. Like, yes, please use the resources. Yes, please show up. And mm. I think that's been super helpful. And also they have like um, Facebook ads office hours twice a week as part of their program. So they actually taught me how to do ads that work. And so I've been able to put myself out in front of people that I could never have in, in the past. And they, they said, with your personality, you should just do funny skits, like TikTok style skits. And so I was <laughs> like, okay. So I just started making all these little skits and uh, it really, it really worked. And, um, and they were so fun to make, like some of the outtakes, my husband are just like cracking up. And yes, yeah, so I made these funny skits. And the great thing about this paid launch method is your ads are, if you do it right, your ads are free because this $37 that you're charging for the event, you just take that and you put it back into ads. So your ads end up, I think the first one I broke even the second one, I spent four grand on ads, but I really only spent one because I made back three three grand on the front end. Right. So in that way, I felt a lot more confident to invest in ads because I was making money back. And uh, yeah, and I decided to reach out to um, Kate to be an affiliate because um, I'd known her through my travel blogging days and I've written on her website before. Um, so I reached out to her and she was interested and so basically what I did was, you know, she had to look at everything and she was like, this is great and I trust you. Um, so basically any of the boot camp sales that I made through her, I just gave her 100%. Wow. Because, and she was like, why? <laughs> and, um, and so uh, how it worked was I was like, I have confidence that enough people are going to join my six week program at the end that I will give you 100% of the people you bring into the bootcamp because I'm already using my, um, the ones from ads to funnel back into ads. So I'll funnel them straight back to you, you know, because for me, I, I'm not, I'm not actually trying to make money with the bootcamp. The bootcamp is like a launch event and I have full confidence that enough people are going to join my coaching program on the back end that I, it's fine if I don't make any money on the bootcamp. I love that. That is such a genius setup. And it seems so counterintuitive to charge. It's like, if I could offer something for free or I charge, obviously the free offer is going to 
be more popular. But I can completely see why people, if you see a free offer like that, it's like, oh, sign up. Oh, shoot, I forgot to attend or engage. Um, Not a big deal. I didn't pay any money. But if you're paying $37, you're going to want to attend and you're going to only make that purchase if you are really genuinely interested in, in what it's about. So I think that's just a great idea and how it's allowed you to continually reinvest in your your business is incredible. It's such a win-win-win for everyone. And you don't think that when you're like, oh, but it's not a win for the people who are paying, but it actually is because they're so much more <laughs> invested and they're getting their money's worth. Whereas I've you know, I work part-time as a launch manager for a few other coaches and things like that in different um, industries. And I see their free launches and the amount of people that you need to get in is just crazy. You know, like I worked with somebody who had, I think, 800 people sign up, but then only, you know, 200 actually join the Facebook group and show up, if that makes sense. And then um, if you're trying to sell your program on the end, like a standard would be 3% of the people who sign up might join your program on the end. Whereas if you are doing this paid launch method, it's closer to 10%. So I'm not quite there yet. I'm still working on it, but (laughs) but that's that's kind of the goal, right? Instead of three, instead of the goal being 3%, the goal is 10%. So you don't need as many people to sign up and you can really focus on delivering for those people who do sign up, like the people who paid, who are invested, like you can really be there and deliver to them and your ads cost the same either way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like whether or not you're paying, whether or not you, you're, um, you know, doing a, like a, a paid workshop or free, like, you know, you're, you still have to invest in ads either way. So why not, yeah, why not? do the paid version? <laughs> <laughs> so is that, are, are you, do you do ads on Instagram at all or other platforms or is it primarily Facebook? Um, you can kind of do Facebook and Instagram together, but most people have told me that they found me through Instagram, which I found kind of interesting. Ah, mine was definitely Facebook. So that's interesting. And so is that how you are getting most people to at least sign up for the boot camp? still is using paid ads? Yeah, I was shocked because I have, I mean, I don't have a huge email list or anything, but I have an email list and I was shocked when I looked to see who was signing up and most of them were coming through either Kate or, or through, um, you know, my ads. And I thought, you know, that people would be coming off of my list, but I think that's another thing is, when you build a list based on freebies, you build a list of people, many of which are never, ever going to pay for anything from you, basically. And so I had this big, huge list. Uh, I ended up letting half of them go after COVID because I realized they were just not answering my emails and, or not opening my emails anymore. Uh, but I had this like pretty big list of people and uh, a lot of them were not joining my my boot camps. And I think part of it as well is that I kind of transitioned from travel blogger to move abroad coach. I transitioned from China to moving abroad anywhere. And so I've noticed that on my email list and especially on my social media, I have a lot of people who follow me that are not not interested in my bootcamp, Um, especially (laughs) Instagram. I think a lot of people just follow because they like looking at pictures, you know, that I post. So, um, you know, that's fine. But it is something that I've been aware of, like in that sort of transition, it's, it's hard. But yeah, it's been it's been worth it. And that the ads are a really good way to get myself in front of people that I would never be able to reach otherwise. And doing the videos, like the little skits, make it feel like people like make people feel like they kind of know me and they've seen my face and things like that, um, which I think is really helpful. That's great. I love that. And would you mind sharing how much you charge for the program that people then funnel into if they decide they want to take the next step? Sure. Right. So right now, the six-week program is 1497 Okay. Okay. And great. that includes, it includes a lot of stuff. <laughs> so it also includes my online course, like my 10-module online course, uh, weekly calls. We have weekly Q&As as well, like midweek. And then I bring on like an Upwork and copywriting expert for those that want to do freelancing or run their own business. And then I I bring on a career coach to talk about resumes and LinkedIn and interviewing. Um, And we have a ton of bonus resources as well. So it's it's very uh, fleshed out program. Um, And yeah, so that would be 1497 at the end of the bootcamp. Incredible. Okay. Well, this has just been amazing. I'm so fascinated by the life that you've built and 
the way that you've designed this business and your marketing strategy in particular is just fascinating and I, I think genius. I've loved, loved hearing about it. Uh, what are some of your goals for the next year or couple of years with your programs and yeah, just with your business? Ooh, that's a good question. So I have a bunch of goals for my, I'm going to actually run my next boot camp in July. Um, so I don't know when this is coming out, but, but yeah, that'll be my next boot camp. So I do have some goals, you know, for that program. Um, so I'd love, I had a hundred people in the last one. I'd love to have 200 people, kind of a big goal that I have. And I would like to make 30 K in that launch, which is very exciting for somebody who before this year was making maybe 2k at most <laughs> uh, on on launches and things like that and I do have this big goal eventually I would love to create a six month program rather than a six week program so this is something that I'm eventually working towards with like Jill and Josh and Lovey course creator is that eventually I'm gonna get to this point where I have a six month program it's gonna be like a bit higher tier and we'll have weekly calls with me and like different experts. Um, so I, I'd love to do, you know, like a move abroad strategy call with me once a month, a move abroad mindset call with me once a month, and then a call with our Upwork and copywriting expert and a call with our career coach, and then have like a secondary move abroad coach that like meets with people one-on-one and uh, I, I just love the idea of being able to work with people that intensely from start to finish over the course of six months and have like a team of people. Um, and I, I really, and that's what I'm actually working towards eventually to get to is this like very fleshed out, like six month program. And I'm, I'm excited. Like I, I know I'm definitely gonna get there. I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but that's kind of what I'm working towards. Um, I've also got something in the works towards the end of the summer where I'm going to have like a little evergreen mini course that talks you through the five steps of moving abroad um, and sort of breaks those down in short videos. And then um, at the end of that, you know, people can join my bootcamp when it comes or they can grab the, the 10 module online course or something like that through it. So it's all going to end up working together um, in a nice process. But, you know, I think it would be a good way for people to even get to know me before the actual boot camp starts. And it, it'll give me something to give to people besides a waitlist page when I'm not running a boot camp. That's amazing. I love how ambitious you are with your ideas. And I, I mean, obviously you've accomplished so much already. So there's no doubt that you'll accomplish these other big goals. Thank you so much, Rochelle. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure there are people who would be just keen to learn more about you, maybe join your boot camp read your old blog posts uh, from China, anything. Uh, where is the best place for people to get in touch with you? Sure. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Move Abroad Coach. Instagram and Facebook is just Move Abroad Coach, all one word. And then my website is still Adventures Around Asia. I have not transitioned yet, but eventually it will be Move Abroad Coach. And yeah, if you want to join my boot camp, if it's running when you listen to this episode, um, it's just escapeplanbootcamp.com. And if the boot camp's open, you can join. And if it's not open, you'll be uh, you'll get a waitlist page. But I'd love to have you if you want to come join the boot camp. If you're dreaming of moving abroad someday, <laughs> but you still haven't made it happen yet, I mean, I have people in there who've like. I, I joke, you know, the people who've wanted to move abroad for at least five years, they keep talking about it, but they haven't done it yet. Um, so if that's you, then you should definitely come join. Like I said, it's only $37, at least at this time of recording. So love to have you in there. Um, and that's just escapeplanbootcamp.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Rochelle. It's been an absolute pleasure and wish you the best of luck with all those big goals. All right. Thank you so much. 